Hello, everybody. I'm Elizabeth Keisha from Aberdeen, and you're listening to the Emerging Market Debt Quarterly Podcast, a show that looks at what happened during the recent quarter and provides our outlook for the asset class going forward. Today, I'm joined by my colleague, Brett Diamond, Head of Global Emerging Market Debt. Brett, Happy New Year, and welcome to the podcast. It's really great to have you on. Happy New Year, Elizabeth, and uh, yeah, great great to be on, on with you. A lot to talk about. Yeah, so... Um, why don't we start by reviewing 2023 and a reminder of the key drivers of performance over the year and uh, particularly that last quarter? Yeah, I mean, you know, generally 2023 was, was a good year overall for emerging market fixed income, um, you know, particularly in, in the final quarter of the year where we, we really saw some uh, some quite strong returns across the asset class. Um yeah, just to give you a sense of those, as I'm, as I'm sure all our listeners are aware, you know, emerging debt um, is, is is a very broad asset class. So if we were to start off looking at local currency denominated bonds, um, they were up eight percent in the fourth quarter, uh, just under thirteen percent for the year. U.S. dollar denominated um, sovereign bonds, that's the MB, nine percent in the final quarter, eleven percent for the year. And corporate bonds, 5.5% for the quarter, 9% for the year. So, yeah, a good end to the year. Um, yeah, generally a strong 2023. I guess, yeah, what were the drives of that? First of all, um, you yeah, know, we think emerging fixed income started off the year and, and, the, and the quarter at really quite distressed levels. So a lot of a lot of opportunity, a lot of value in the asset class. Um, you know, generally uh, a more benign outlook, core interest rates in the US in particular was a positive um, for all fixed income markets, including emerging market debt. Um, but some you know, particular drivers within in EM fixed income. So in local currency space, um, generally inflation um, falling below expectations, um, particularly in Latin America, where we saw a number of the big central banks continuing to cut interest rates. Um, if you look at the, the sovereign credit markets, then you've seen some of the lower rated credits really perform well as we moved ahead with some of the debt restructurings in countries such as Ghana or Zambia. Um, and some of the credits that um, were distressed but still performing, having some quite positive news. Argentina really a standout there, but also names such as Pakistan and um, and Tunisia. So, you know, some, some positive um, broader drivers as well as positive drivers within the asset class. Yeah, and you can, can you talk a little bit more about um, inflation and, and the expectations for inflation and how that will in, w- impact the asset class going into 2024? Yeah, sure. So, you know, I think, you know, one of the notable things about uh, a number of emerging markets, particularly in Latin America, is that they were really quick off the mark in tightening interest rates, um, actually during the pandemic. So you saw a number of the big central banks in Latin America really increase interest rates significantly in the, in the latter part of 2020. So that's, you know, two, two, two and a half years ahead of the major, you know, central uh, developed market central banks, such as the Fed or the ECB. So you've seen a you know, very proactive monetary policy, um, and that has helped to bear down inflation. Um, that really, you know, really bore out um, last year. We think, we think that's going to continue this year. And we think there are some, you know, some some trends that started to develop um, in in twenty twenty three that will continue. And and one I'd probably highlight on the inflation side is China. So China has now entered a period of deflation. 
So you actually have negative inflation on the headline level. Um, inflation's um, minus uh, 0.5% year on year. And there's a number of structural factors uh, driving that. Um, obviously, you know, you've got some quite big excess capacity in the manufacturing sector, downward pressure on the labour markets and uh, continued downward pressure on the real estate market. So, you know, China um, will probably continue to have low inflation. And that's that's something that can be exported um, and a deflationary factor for, for, for a lot of markets in the world. So, Brett, um, how will a weaker China impact emerging market debt? Yeah, so, you know, as we touched on, I think on one level, a weaker China um, is probably going to, you know, help to, to keep a lid on demand for some commodities, um, you know, such as such as the oil price. And obviously, you know, weaker oil price uh, generally will, will, will help keep inflation globally low. And, and also, you know, if you look at a number of the, you know, the, the goods that China is exporting, a lot of the, the goods in EVs or, or solar panels, for example, again, you know, they will perhaps contribute to global deflationary pressures. So we think, you know, weaker than expected uh, Chinese growth, uh, you know, isn't necessarily a challenge for broader EM. In terms of our portfolios, we are underweight, um, underweight China really across, um, you know, local currency, corporates and sovereign credit. So actually it's been one of the relative contributors to performance for emerging debt strategies um, over the past 12 months that China underweight. Makes sense. And can you talk about a little bit about Latin America, um, how LATAM rates contributed to performance in 2023, and then what your expectations for LATAM going forward is? Yeah, so generally, you know, uh, you know, Latin America, you know, strong, strong performance at the um, at the index level. Um, So if you look at Brazil for the year, Brazilian real bonds in dollars are up almost 30 percent. 5% 5% in the quarter, you know, generally uh, across our strategies, obviously both, you know, for our kind of um, blended local currency strategies, we've generally been overweight, um, Latin American local currency debts. Um, you know, we think that, you know, some of the some of the juices come out of the market, but still see some, some, some good value there. So if you look in Brazil, for example, you know, we have um, 10 year bond deals around 10 and a half percent. Inflation's four and a half, so you still got quite attractive view. The early yields of six percent. Uh, Mexico, you know, the peso did well. You know, this this quite strong nearshoring story, really really helping push foreign direct investment up in Mexico. We think that's going to going to continue to be a theme. So you know, that's a market where it's more a more a currency play than a rates play, if you like. And then our our frontier exposure. I, I know a lot of emerging market debt investors are talking about frontier recently. We've historically focused on frontier and and just talk a little bit about our the impact of the performance and then um, what the expectations again are going forward in 2024 yeah yeah look, I think I think you know that the really important thing that people people need to consider when they're looking at frontier bonds is that it's all about picking the right credit it's all about picking the right name and you know last year was was you know, really, a, you know, a, a very clear example of that. So you had, um, you know, even even in the even in the fourth even in the fourth quarter, you had some you know strong returns from the likes of Tunisia up twenty one percent, Pakistan up thirty four percent, but but you also had some some quite poor returns. So Bolivia was down was actually down thirty four percent in the quarter. So asset selection is really key in frontier. In that space, you know, we think 
there are some countries that still offer really, really strong opportunities. Um, so names such as Nigeria, for example, um, you know, Nigerian bonds yield about 10% in US dollars. Um, having a reformist president in Nigeria moving towards um, liberalizing fuel prices will probably actually open up the, the FX market there. You know, we think we have these kind of two large um, sovereign debt restructurings, uh, Ghana and Zambia. We'll think we make some progress there. So, you know, some some opportunities, but also, you know, again, a space, you know, you need to really dig deep, if you like, in terms of the research. And uh, and, and, and that's that's really a critical driver, we think, of, of relative performance. And I guess, finally, why is this a good time to allocate to emerging market debt, Brett? Yeah. So, you know, I think... Yeah, one thing about emerging debt is that you have really quite positive technical situation. And by that, I mean, looking at the supply demand dynamic um, in the corporate market, we'll probably probably actually see debt repaid in, in the corporate market. So given back to investors, um, historically, the level of issuance um, in the sovereign markets in, in dollars in particular is going to be relatively low. We think, uh, you know, it's an asset class that's really underrepresented in in clients portfolios uh, particularly um, US dollar based clients so so you know positioning we think is favorable um, we think even though you've seen some decline in in bond deals and, and that's you know part of the, the driver of returns um, last year you know longer term the valuation on emerging market currencies are really very attractive particularly from a dollar based investor perspective. So given uh, the current uh, positive kind of current account situations, a lot of EM, we think the scope, uh, perhaps even for some nominal currency appreciation. And then, you know, I think uh, I think finally, you know, in a world of inflation generally softening, um, you know, where the major central banks are done, you know, that should be pretty positive um, for a high yielding asset class such as emerging market debt. But again, you know, it, it's really a question of being able to pick your pick your spots in the space. But certainly, um, you know, we would argue some some really really interesting opportunities in, in EMD this year. Well, that feels like a good place to bring this podcast to a close. Thank you, Brett, for joining us today. Great, thank you, thanks, Elizabeth, and uh, again, happy New Year, everyone. And thank you to everyone who took the time to listen in today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please download our other podcast from our website or wherever you normally get your shows. Have a great day, everyone. This podcast is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is provided for informational purposes only and should not be considered as an offer, investment recommendation or solicitation to deal in any of the investments or products mentioned herein and does not constitute investment research. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of Aberdeen. The companies discussed in this podcast have been selected for illustrative purposes only or to demonstrate our investment management style and not as an investment recommendation or indication of their future performance. The value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up and investors may get back less than the amount invested. Past performance is not a guide to future returns, return projections or estimates and provide no guarantee of future results.